Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Uh, we're in September. We're officially in the last month of Q3, as I like to call it, the beginning of Q4, when now we're getting to pick up the pace. We're going to start sprinting towards the end of the year, closing as many deals as possible and trying to end the year strong. So hopefully everybody had a great summer. Um, we're starting to wind down. It's Labor Day weekend this weekend. I know people are going to be on vacation, et cetera. So enjoy the time off to rest, recharge, and then get back at it next week. So today, I'm going to talk about cars. And this is something that with my experience with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, being a manager for um, working there for four years, being a manager for over three, a multi-store manager, I know a lot about cars. and I know a lot about the fleet services, especially being in the pharmaceutical and medical space. And here is my opinion. As a sales rep, I would rather have a personal car that I get reimbursed. Now, as management or leadership, if I was going to run a sales organization, I would want fleet cars. <laughs> and I know you might think that that's hypocrisy. Well, it's not. It's all about what I can control in my business. So I'll give you an example. I'm all about uniformity. Ex-baseball player, I believe that everyone should look the part. And everybody should have some semblance of similarity for their job. So therefore, if I was running a team and I had uh, people underneath me or I was building a, an entire sales organization, I would want to know what type of vehicle my people were showing up to buyers, to the accounts every single day. I would want that consistency because I've seen some of the personal vehicles that people use in their day to day. And I'm not knocking it. Okay. Look, it's a personal vehicle, but two door cars, small two door cars, tiny pickup trucks that are old and rusty, uh, super large SUVs that are gas guzzlers that the company is paying for. You see where I'm going with this? There's no consistency. And if you have a brand and there's no consistency on what people drive, how they dress, what they're saying, you look super disorganized. So if I was in leadership, I would be pushing for fleet vehicles. Now, it's a lot less headache to get to just do an allowance. But like I said, I've seen all shapes and sizes of personal automobiles, Clean, cleanliness of the exterior damaged paint, rusting. I mean, there, one dude had a rusting bumper and he is representing the company and the company never, I've not had a company once ask me, Hey, send me photos of your car before we approve this. Not once. It's almost like to these organizations, it's out of sight, out of mind. Now, as a sales professional, I love the personal side and I'll tell you why I get to pick and choose the vehicle. Not only am I going to be working on but I'm going to be driving on the weekends in my personal time. I want it to be something that it's comfortable to me. And I didn't feel like I got beat up. So therefore I didn't want sedans. I am six, four. It's very hard for me to get in and out of sedans. As most tall people understand that problem. It's very difficult and doing it 15 to 25 times a day. It's just, it hurts the back. It's just difficult to do. I like SUVs. And I had a company car. And when I switched to another role, I bought a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I still have that Jeep Grand Cherokee, 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee. 
It's got just under 200,000 miles. I love that Jeep. And I still got a great deal on it. I, I searched for about a year. I looked all up and down the East Coast, and I got that thing for under 30 grand. I bought it brand new, and I bought the extended warranty on it. And normally, we're getting off on a different topic, but normally I would not purchase a new car, and I would not purchase a an extended warranty. But the reason why I did is because I knew that I was going to be driving this 36 or 35 to 45,000 miles a year. So what I didn't want to do was, because my territory for most of the companies was North Carolina, South Carolina, and possibly parts of Georgia. I knew that I didn't want to buy a used car because what I'm basically doing is to save a couple thousand dollars, which over the life of a loan is, is not a lot. What I'm doing is I'm shortening the lifespan of that vehicle. Because, you know, if I bought it with 10,000, 15,000, 25,000, even 40,000, well, that's a year of driving. 40,000 is a year of driving. And I've already, I've already kind of lost that, if you know what I mean. It doesn't give me as much flexibility because let's say, for instance, I had an opportunity to sell the vehicle back. The used car market has been on fire for the last 12 years. And there's a lot of reasons why, but I won't go into that because this is not a car show. But the used car market is on fire and it's going to be on fire for a while. So I knew that if you get to a hundred under hundred thousand miles, that's kind of the tipping point. Once you get to six digits for mileage, there's a tipping point in how much money you can make. So if you have 99,500 miles, you can get a lot more than you do if you've got 100,000 in two miles. So I knew, okay, I started thinking for the future. Okay, three three years down the road, if I want to get rid of this vehicle, if I want to trade up or if I want to do something, I don't want to have to make that decision in two and a half years. Because what what if life happens and all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't in the industry anymore and I wanted to get a different type of car or I needed a different type of car. I wanted to have that flexibility. So I actually, I sat down and started running calculations and it wasn't just like, oh, I want new you know, I mean, my wife and I got us got a certified used and we love it. We've gotten a couple certified used. We love them as family cars where we don't drive a lot. It's perfectly acceptable to get certified used. It's great. But when I started doing the numbers, the flexibility to buy brand new, because I knew how much mileage I was going to put on it, gave me more flexibility, more freedom in the future, possibly. Now, I blew past that hundred thousand miles in a little over three years because I knew that I wasn't, I was still going to need the car. So then by that point, it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to drive this thing till the wheel came off. Number two, extended warranty. I purchased the extended warranty because I knew I was going to drive the car till the wheels fell off. And I knew that I was going to be, I think at the time Jeep was doing like 36,000 mile uh, warranty. And I was like, great. I have a warranty for one year. <laughs> Usually, usually a lot of issues don't happen within the first year unless it's a lemon. But usually they start happening around 45, 50,000 miles. And I was like, great. So year two, all of a sudden I'm going to be out of warranty. So I decided to get it. And I think all it cost me was like $8,000. And, you know, if you're a friend of mine, if you've known me for a while, you know that I've had that car in and out of the shop starting at year five, pretty regularly. I mean, the AC went out and that was an ongoing battle. 
I've gotten about, I think, fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars. I've lost, I've lost track at this point. It is high five figures. Um, I've had that much work done on the vehicle. So many of the internal parts have been replaced, and I think I've paid out maybe a thousand dollars in deductibles. And and as long as I keep this vehicle, I still have that warranty until I am no longer the owner of that car. So I'm literally going to drive that car until the wheels fall off. So if you're looking at a personal vehicle and you're thinking about getting a new one, think about the future and think about what your life is going to look like in three years, five years, 10 years, and then make the decision that's best for that. Don't make the decision that's best for today. Make the decision that you think is going to be best. If you want to start a family, if you have a family, you need to think about having three rows. Um, you know, you need to think about all these various things. You need to be how many miles you're going to put on it. What's your realistic travel going to look like? And you want to get something comfortable. Vehicles are extremely important to an outside sales professional. Extremely important. And so you want to make sure you get something that makes you feel as refreshed and as ready to go as possible, even though you're probably putting a couple hundred miles on your body, on your car every single day. You don't want to get out of your car and your back hurts, your neck stiff. It, the car is not very comfortable just because quote unquote, it was a great deal. Don't worry about great deals in the short term. Focus on what you want, what's going to make you feel comfortable, what you're going to enjoy driving in your personal time. Because most of us don't work on Fridays and Saturdays. I'm sorry, Saturdays and Sundays. We don't work on Saturdays and Sundays. So that's personal time. Do you want to drive around in a car that you don't like, but you got a deal on it? I don't think you do. So when you're looking to get a car, and I'll talk more about this later, I might, I might actually bring a car guy on and talk through all these different scenarios, but it's something that not a lot of people talk about in the sales world, but it's very important. It's very important. Also, if you do drive your personal car, talk with an accountant. Okay. All states are different, but I just want, I'm not giving tax advice, but if your company gives you $500, $600 a month, and you're responsible for your fuel, you need to keep all of your receipts. You also need to keep track of your mileage. The federal government starting July 1st, just upped the mileage reimbursement for business travel to 62 and a half cents up from 58 and a half. That means if you're driving 3000 miles a month and your company is only paying you X, talk to your accountant and see if you can write off the rest because your company is not reimbursing you the full amount of the wear and tear and the cost of owning your vehicle for work. They're not especially after the 62. I mean, I'm just going to do the math right now. I know it's not great radio or podcasting, but I'm doing it on my phone. So 62, 62.5 cents times, let's say you do 3000 miles in a month. Your payment reimbursement should be $1,875. So you take that amount and you subtract it from all the fuel and then what they're paying you. I believe that's how my accountant does it. <laughs> and if there's a difference, you can write that off. 
So just don't sit back and say, oh, you know, they pay me, they pay me X, they pay me Y for my reimbursement. I'm telling you right now, it's never enough. Now, from a from a sales professional point of view, you may want the fleet vehicle because everything's 100% paid. But if you're a personal vehicle, you get something you like, and you also have the ability to write off more on your taxes, possibly. Check with your tax accountant. I'm not giving those, but I just know that my accountant does write those off. So it's kind of the, the debate, you know, fleet versus car allowance. I can see both sides of the coin. I'm okay with both. Um, hopefully enjoy this podcast. It's a little different from the sales world, but in the beginning, we always talked about, we want to talk about the areas of the sales world that are under talked about, undiscovered. And I don't see anybody talking about fleet vehicles versus personal vehicles. So I find it interesting. And having come from that world where enterprise has a, has a fleet department and you know, I've had fleet cars. I've had cars delivered to my house. My dad was in pharmaceuticals and he always had a company car. Um, I think the personal car started with these smaller companies that just didn't want to pay the fleet prices. I get it. But yeah, my dad used to get cars delivered all the time. Buicle Sabres, Dodge Intrepids, Ford Tauruses. Uh, you know, those are, I mean, I always remember he used to have a different car every like 14, 15 months. So Thank you so much for listening. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Thursday and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.